Blog Talk Radio. Right into this world, all alone. Gotta take your soul, you're on your own. A crow flies straight, a perfect line. Yes, welcome to Weigh In Sports Talk. I'm your host, Brian Tarvin, and tonight's a special night of programming. I'll be joined with the Couch Potato, Sonny Clark, and Cuervo, the co-host of That Being Said with Sonny. So we're going to have a fun show tonight, talking about the NFL draft, talk, or excuse me, the NFL draft and the NFL free agency. So a lot to discuss. Sonny and Cuervo are going to actually host the show. I'm going to be on like I am their show, but they're driving tonight. So look forward to them calling in in a moment. And today was a day I'm sitting at work. I'm just looking on the Internet for a moment, taking a mental break, and, and we'll talk about it in a few minutes. But Dallas got rid of, of one of their best defensive players we're going to discuss. And Jacksonville gets rid of Blaine Gabbert to San Francisco, which makes me believe, guys, when they come on, we're going to talk about it. Does this mean Jacksonville's going after someone like Johnny Manziel with that first pick? Or are they going quarterback? They they traded their franchise away, I believe, back in 2011, the same class Cam Newton came out. Um, he was the 10th pick in the first round, so Jacksonville gave a lot up to get this guy. He hasn't panned out. Maybe due to injuries, or it could be a lot of things. But either way, he didn't work out in Jacksonville. They're happy to get rid of him. But I guarantee you San Francisco wanted him for a reason. You look at Kaepernick, he's not a great passer. Uh, he runs the ball, and if he gets injured, they need a backup plan. And I think I think they got this guy for that reason. And I think Sonny Clark is with us right now. Sonny, is that you? Yeah, hey, good evening. How are you? How you doing, Sonny? I, I'm doing good. Been hanging around too many Texans. Jesus, I'm just like them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I, I don't know about you today, but that Blaine Gabbert to San Fran, what was that all about? I mean, is Jacksonville ready to take a quarterback in this NFL draft the first round? It, you know, it's it, it that's – I mean, there's no other thing to think. I mean, really, I mean, think about it, Tarvin. I mean – Gabbard was the guy, but let's just be honest. This guy couldn't stay healthy to save his life, um, and, and at best he was minimal as far as his abilities are concerned. You get him over to San Fran as a backup. Uh, you get a guy who was very good at coaching college. I mean, look, I mean, the guy had Andrew Luck underneath him for a while, so um, he gets an opportunity to teach him how to be a good quarterback. I, so. It's actually a pretty good idea, um, but it does. It opens up, well, it opens up the doors for a lot of things, but it just really depends on where they're going to be. And I, I don't know what the draft order is on where they're at, but it sure looks like they're fishing for a quarterback. Yeah, and, and with this, I mean, it's loaded right now, and I think it was just a, a chance for them to say, hey, I think what happened, Sonny, is they wanted a quarterback. I think they want to change, and they, they it really forced them to take that quarterback in the first round now by doing this. It almost, you know, showed their hand what they're going to do in this draft. So how does that affect people drafting? I think Jacksonville's like, 
fifth or something like that. I think Cleveland, I don't know, it's somewhere close. So I wonder what the people in front of Jacksonville are thinking now. Maybe some strategy there. They kind of showed their hands, honey. Well, you know, maybe maybe it is. Maybe there's something about it. Maybe the Jaguars have something totally on the other side to try to go after. But I want to tell you, I, you, I hate to say this, but with a guy that had a good season in relief at Jay Cutler last night, Josh McCown's still not out of the question. So if they don't get what they're looking for, Josh McCown can always be available for him. So, yeah, it, it's just like, you know, it's just like the Cardinals before they ended up getting – you know, their situation with uh, Carson Palmer, you know, everybody was a fit at the quarterback for the Cardinals. Now, you know, you're kind of getting the same thing now when you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, where is where is the co-host Cuervo at, Sonny? I don't know. I I thought he would be here. I, he, he wanted to – actually, I think this was his idea. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, but you know, hey, we'll ride the bus without him. But you know, here's the thing. The only problem is, is I'm not in front of the computer, so I, I need you to ride. I need you to drive the bus, kind of lead us, because I I've only heard of some things, you know, that are, that have happened. Like the Broncos, they had uh, T.J. Ward, which I think is a good move for them. But uh, uh, but I haven't heard about all the other. I mean, I've heard them, but I can't remember everything else what's going on. But I think the T.J. Ward signing. Uh, for the Broncos, I think that's a that's a pretty good team or a pretty good idea um, as far as you know a team that needs something to be able to push forward and be better uh, come next year because you're only going to have a Peyton Manning for so long. Yeah, that that was a good move, but I, I guess the one that surprised me a little bit, and I'm I'm trying to look at it both ways here, Sonny. The Marcus Ware for Dallas, they released him. I mean, what is, you're down there in Dallas. What What is the reaction right now? One of their best defensive players gone. On the well, defense, it, it sucked. It, it's, it's mixed emotions down here because depending on who you listen to, um, this is the big big deal, obviously, of the day. Now, everybody knows that uh, Austin, Miles Austin is going to be gone, and I don't think he's even going to be surprised about that situation. So here's the thing, though. Your best defensive player um, was due to make $12.5 million. By cutting him, the Dallas Cowboys save $7.5 million. The only problem with that, and it's just what I saw is, is that you get rid of your best your best player on the defensive side of the ball. And what I don't understand is how the Cowboys can look at the beginning of the season that's coming up and think that they're going to be better off with a, with a DeMarcus Ware. That having been said, the way that they renegotiate contracts for uh, for Tony Romo, um, you know, every single year, they could do the same damn thing. Um, but here's they don't necessarily think that he's worth the twelve and a half million bucks. But this this would have even been worse if he wasn't on this football team. So now the Cowboys they lose to Marcus Ware. And they go into the draft, everybody knowing what they're going to do. If they don't go after someone on the end, um, that might be a problem for them. They need to get a defensive end, someone that can get pressure on the quarterback. Because even though DeMarcus Ware didn't get all the sacks, this guy was in a lot of quarterback's face all season long. He's really, him and Lee are the only bright spots on this defense that was dismal last year. Dismal. And did I lose? Uh, did I lose you, Tarvin? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. I was bringing Cuervo on. Sonny, Cuervo is in the house. Welcome to the show, Cuervo. Woo-woo! What's up, guys? <laughs> hey, if we're talking, there's got to be football going on. That's what I say. Well, that's why I was so pumped. You know, I mean, it was my bright idea to do the show, and as always, I'm fashionably late, so it's a good night, guys. Um, so we're talking Cowboys, huh? Um, yeah, I mean, what do you think about it? I mean, uh, with the defense that was so bad, Cuervo, last year, um, and granted he was due to make a lot of money, 12.25, and they saved $7.5 million on the cap hit uh, by not taking the, or by, by cutting them. Uh, good move, bad move, what do you think? Well, that is a pretty big cap hit, to be honest, Tony. I mean, I didn't necessarily know the details as far as that's concerned, but this guy is not even close to being worth 12 million bucks. I'm sorry. Maybe four years ago, five years ago, he's definitely worth it. But now, I, I really don't think that he's worth that type of money. I mean, what were his numbers last year, Sonny? I mean, I thought he was pretty invisible, to be honest. I mean, well, maybe I just didn't watch enough Cowboys, or maybe just because the defense overall was terrible. Maybe he had a good year, but I didn't hear a lot of DeMarcus Ware's name this past season. Well, it's interesting that you say that because the fact of the matter is is that he didn't have a great season. And here's the thing. The Dallas Cowboys defense was so bad. Imagine that team without him last year. It would have even been worse. Now, he does get pressure on the quarterback. There is no question. Not only that, he's your defensive leader. Not only that, this guy is a cool dude, okay? This is a guy that you want on your football team. Now, 12 12- Point two five, lot of money, no question. But it's Jerry Jones. It's not like it, it's not like it matters. I mean, in reality, it's not like it matters. And yeah, you save seven and a half million on the cap. But the the simple fact of the matter is, they could have renegotiated that contract, bought them back for ten million bucks, and everybody would be happy. The guys worth ten million bucks because all you got to just think about it, you know. Oh, this defense is just going to be so horrible to watch next year because they have not done anything on the coaching staff to make any great big uh, changes. Now, I, I said it out earlier: the Saints are going to be a team that's going to be out there looking for them, and the Julius or uh, the um, the Panthers are, are another team that could possibly be looking at a Demarcus Ware. Now, will they bring him in for that twelve point five? No, but you'll be looking in between eight and ten million bucks if you're going to pick up Demarcus Ware. He's going to demand that in the open market. Yeah, you know, you know the problem. Where didn't get on, get down and kiss Jerry Jones' ass enough, Cuervo, to, to be able to get that twelve million. Cuervo, you're on mute. Funny. No, Cuervo's dropped. Oh, Cuervo's, he dropped. You know what? You know what the problem is, son. He's watching the Spurs and Bulls. It's like fifty to nineteen right now. Um, Four minutes into the second quarter, and he he jumped off his roof or something. I don't know. Yeah, he yeah, just he, turned the TV on. He was on the way down when he called. That's what it is. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that you know, there's that that whole situation in Dallas. You're right. I I think you're right. I think Demarcus Ware knows what kind of talent he is. Now, granted, you know, he didn't have the years, but I'm going to tell you right now, you put this guy on a Super Bowl contending year, and you get them in the 3-4. That's the problem. They're in a 4-3 last year. 
And this guy needs to be in a 3-4. He becomes a monster. Yet means only one guy's going to be blocking him. And no one's blocking DeMarcus Ware on a one-on-one base. So that being said, it's actually really good for him. And get him back into that 3-4 defense, I think he can become that guy that everybody wants him to. And here's the thing. Someone's going to take a – I don't even want to say take a chance on him because DeMarcus Ware is a good football player. Uh, But you look at guys like they used to have a Jay Ratliff. He's a guy's a horrible teammate. He is a dummy at that. He goes off and gets a DUI after Josh Brink goes off and kills his best friend drinking and driving. I mean, out of all the cats that are over there on the defensive side of the ball for the uh, Dallas Cowboys, this was one you didn't have to worry about going out and doing something stupid. Now they might bring in somebody else, and you got to worry about that guy's mental state and what kind of person he is. You know, so you got a character guy and a Demarcus Ware, but now you don't have him anymore. Now you got to worry about what you're going to get back in return. Yeah, and I, I, I just want to see where he's going to end up. That's the thing because I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder, Sonny. Absolutely. After after being released by America's team right here, a struggling defense that really needs someone. Um, uh, with his talent on there, so hell, maybe Carolina will go pick him up or something. I don't know, but somebody's going to get a great defensive player. And well, you said something about Julius Peppers, correct? He was the last well, one. Julius, yeah, so, Julius Peppers was released by the Chicago Bears today, and I think if Cuervo is online, but if he's not, I know Cuervo is just dancing the jig over there with this guy. You know, they brought him up and they paid him big time bucks and. That that's a guy that did not produce whatsoever. Um, he took the money and ran, uh, but he's going to be wide open on the market. And I don't know, Julius Peppers down here. Why not bring a head case down to Dallas to replace him uh, for a much less price? So that that's an idea for them as well. Cuervo, Julius Peppers. Hold on, let me let me get Cuervo's intro now. Hold on. <laughs> there you go, Cuervo. <laughs> Why am I getting booed? Why did I get booed? <laughs> because the Bulls are losing. Uh, bad. To the Spurs? Oh, man. Yeah, it was like 47 oh. to 19 in the second quarter. No, you stop lying. <laughs> I promise. I, don't, I, I, I think he's. I think he's. I think he's right. I think I heard that just as I was walking in the door. Hello, 51 oh, my to God. 21 now. Oh, my God, no. Yeah, you're not lying, Tarvin. I just saw it. <laughs> I, th- I thought I thought that's the reason you hung up the phone. You turned on the TV and saw the score, and you're like... We thought you took a dive off of the top of your apartment building. <laughs> no, I'm driving home, guys. I just I hung up because I uh, I went and got me a little, little something to munch on on my ride home, but... Uh, Wow. Well, I mean, that, I mean that you know all the, all the energy that they used to beat Miami and and uh, who else did they beat? They beat somebody, uh, another quality team, I think, just recently. So Indian? No, that um, was uh, that was uh, OKC. Did they beat OKC? No, I don't think it was OKC. I can't remember, but I know my, they beat Miami on Sunday, and they beat somebody else too. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, yeah, I guess they're just resting everyone. I don't know what's going on. Mentally, they're resting. But well, you're, well, you're down by thirty right now. You you can rest some people this game. I wouldn't even try to come <laughs> back thirty 
on the San Antonio right. Spurs. That that would take too much. You just chalk it up as a loss and and you move on. But hey, Julius Peppers is the one we we just talked about. We want you to talk about Julius Peppers not coming back to Chicago. I mean, do you have you know any thoughts on that? Oh, I helped him pack his bags, guys. I couldn't get him out of here any faster. <laughs> I mean, he, and this is another. This is another guy. This is another guy that's worth way too much than what he's getting. He's and I'm not worth more, but uh, he get paid. He gets paid way too much for for uh, what he's what he's capable of. He's not worth what he gets paid. So the Bears, it obviously was the right move. You know, you you get rid of what I don't know. What was he getting paid? Eighteen million or some ridiculous number. Now you bring in Lamar Houston, a much younger. A uh, guy that can pat, you know, rush the quarterback uh, makes all the sense in the world. I'm telling you, Sonny. I mean, Phil Emery is making every right move. The one move I, I may not like that I keep hearing about is uh, bringing in Dominic Hickson, the former Giants and Panthers receiver. I don't know what you guys think about that. Thank you so much. Well, why not? That, why not? I mean, really, you've you got to look at your wide receivers out there, Cuervo. He's not worse than your three or four. So, you know, and Hickson kind of has the name, and he's got some mileage, um, so, but he's got a, experience, and he's got a Super Bowl ring. Um, so, you know, depending upon the situation and how he's going to lead, if he's going to lead or whatever the situation is, you know, Dominic, I don't think it's the worst move in the world for the Chicago Bears to pick up Dominic Hickson. I just I just don't see where where he fits. I mean, he's another big receiver. You know, the Bears already have two of them. So I mean, if they're going to do that, they might as well keep Earl Bennett, somebody that Jay Cutler played in college with and and, and feels a lot more comfortable playing with. I mean, why would you go out and and, and bring in a, a guy that you know you already have a big receiver in Earl Bennett? So I mean, uh, to me, I, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but. That's the um, that was a, the last one of the last rumors I was hearing, as far as who the Bears are going to bring in. But Houston's a done deal, five years, thirty-five mil. Um, I don't think it's a bad deal. And then um, I want Blaine Gabbert, guys. We talk about that one yet? Yeah, we talked about it briefly. What do you think about it? Um, I don't think it's bad. I mean. Jacksonville didn't get much for it in return in reality. However, I mean... It is Blaine you know, I mean, Gabbert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Blaine Gabbert. You get a couple of practice footballs and a, I don't know what they threw in, a, a water bottle for him. <laughs> they, call, they call him Uncle Rico. I mean, he's just, you know, <laughs> taping himself throwing footballs. <laughs> but, I mean... <laughs> but, I mean... Um, yeah, I mean, it's another guy that, you know, Jacksonville is a Jaguar fan, Sonny. I mean, really, they don't have they don't have room for him. What, what are they going to do with Wayne Gabbert? What are they going to do well, with him? I, well, they just I know committed exactly. to Chad Henney. Listen, I know exactly what they're going to do with him. They're going to take him over there to Jim Harbaugh and let Jim Harbaugh kind of teach him how to be a quarterback. I mean, he only did right. lead Andrew Luck over there, uh, so that's a good thing. And I, I think what Tarvin said at the top of the hour, you know, it leaves the door wide open. Look where Jacksonville sits at, as far as the draft. They're up there pretty high. 
Um, it could open the door for a Johnny Manziel to play in Jacksonville. But my question would be, and even though it opens up the door, if they're not taking, if they're not down there in Jacksonville, if they are not taking, you know, one Tim Tebow, what makes them think that, uh, hey, Johnny Manziel is going to be any better? I mean, I'm missing this one. If they actually go after Johnny Manziel and get him, I'm going to go, what the hell happens then to the idea of Tim Tebow? I mean, they're the same guy. Jacksonville's well, third. Jacksonville is picking third. I thought they were a little lower than that, but it's Houston, St. Louis, and Jacksonville. Cuervo, I think they're going after a quarterback now. Yeah, but you know what? Is it going to be Portal. in the first round, though? That's the question. Yep. Is it going to be in the first round, yes or no? If it's yep. not the first round, then you could see them go after maybe somebody like Taj Boyd out of out of uh, Clemson or somebody like that. And that's if he's still available. I mean, you might get that, des- oh, that overly desperate he team. Like he Oh, yeah, he's going to be the E.J. Manuel of 2014. He's going to to get drafted way too high because he's a mobile quarterback out of the ACC, and everybody's going to fall in love with him. So somebody's going to reach for Taj Boyd. But, I mean. Hey, Bortles Bortles is from Central Florida, guys, and and he was a fan favorite there, and his, his model girlfriend he has. So he could be staying in Florida, Sonny. And, and staying right there in Jacksonville. Houston's rumored to take him number one. I just can't see that. But I think if Bortles is available at three, I think they're going to take him. I, I don't I, – I'm still telling you, man, I, I, I'm, I'm up on the lines of what we talked about a couple of weeks. I think Clowney is the shoe-in over there in Houston. I, I, I just, you know, I don't know. Maybe Maybe it's me, but it just does not necessarily seem like – a uh, situation that the Houston Texans have to worry about is quarterback. Um, I, I know they need help there, but I just don't think it's enough to where you do that, that first round. You, you, you're going to get a halfway decent quarterback somewhere, you would think, if you're Houston. And you're just going to have to work that defense. Yeah, it's not 2002. It's not the Ravens, uh, you know, defense where the offense was so bad they had to win. Uh, they got some pretty good weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, so they just need someone to not lose a game for you. So, you know, you just got to look at it that way. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, Houston Houston has never been known to make a lot of great decisions in the past either. So you never know what you can expect from them. Yeah. Cuervo, or, yeah, Cuervo you got any other, other free agent names you want to talk about? Um, well, I'll tell you what, those – those offensive linemen flew off the shelves as far as, um, you know, picking and choosing and buying guys. And I mean, I don't know if you guys mentioned it, but those, those linemen, I mean, you, you blink your eyes and they're all, you know, they're all signed by somebody. And, um, you know, guys like Albert going from Kansas City to Miami, uh, Veld here from Oakland to Arizona. I like that move, by the way. I think him in Arizona could be a good fit. Um how about, and I mentioned this in, in our little group chat, and I mean, I, I kind of don't get it, but maybe he's just an explosive type guy and that and that's what they they need in Tennessee. But Dexter McCluster leaves Kansas City and goes to Tennessee. I just, I found that one pretty interesting. I don't know what you guys thought about it. Dexter McCluster, isn't he a running back? I mean, so that might tell you something about the future of CP3 or whatever is, you know. 
whatever his nickname Strong is. Strong sport. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> whatever. But you, you know what I'm talking about, uh, Chris Johnson. I mean, so he might be on his way out the door over there. So, you know, no, nah, Dexter McCluster is uh, Chris. What? Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, he's not a full-time guy, you know, McCluster. So I don't think they're going to get rid of Chris Johnson for that move. Um, they might get rid of him just to, you know, clear up some more cap space. But, I, I mean, I haven't heard anything about Chris Johnson the past couple of weeks, so he might be safe in Tennessee. It's been, He may be, but, man, I don't know if I'm even interested in him as far as – I mean, he hasn't done squat. I mean, th- this guy, will, he'll whip off a 30-yarder once every two or three games and – then everybody's talking about is he come is he back is he back is he back? I'm so sick of that so you know this is a guy that got way too much hype for one year and this is a guy's cashed in for it and I'm actually surprised that they would keep him but the other name that's out there guys is uh, uh, Darrell Rivas will uh, oh yeah that's that's gonna be the big one if I'm mistaken all I know and from what I've heard and I haven't been able to get up on it as much as I would like to today um, but you know. He, He's got a lot of money that the Bucks are due, and they, and they got to pay him. This is not something they could cut him and they don't pay him. It's still part of that guaranteed money that they gave him. Um, so that you know they didn't give him no mark that the, at the, what they gave him at the end of the year and what he's due to make. So you know it's it, it's I don't see Darrell Rivas going anywhere as far as that's concerned. I don't know if anybody will want to pay that money. Um, so, but it is all about the money when you're talking about Darrell Rivas, whether him getting the money or whether or not a team wants to put it out for him. Raiders. Sonny, I'm like, I need to ask you a question, Sonny. Cuervo, I muted you real quick. Cuervo, I'm getting a lot of background noise, so I just want to ask a question. Um, Sonny, just explain something to me, and maybe I'm not remembering this right, but being franchised, you saw Jimmy Graham, he's franchised. He hasn't signed yet. Greg Hardy's franchised. He signed with Carolina. What does that franchise tag really mean? All right, the franchise tag is where a team gets an opportunity to get one guy that they want to keep, and they throw what's called a franchise tag on them. And what that means is is that he is their property. That means if someone does want him, they have to give up like some crazy some crazy I know I know it's a first rounder. I know a first rounder has to be there. Um, if you're a team that want to get, wants to get a franchise guy. But here's the deal. If you get the franchise tag thrown on you, you get the average of the top five at that position. Um, so if you're a player and you're franchise tag, whatever position you are, you're going to get uh, the average of top five of the uh, amount of money people are making. So it's good for the player in reality, but the bad thing for the player not that it's any different because really when someone signs a contract, it's not guaranteed, but it's only a one-year deal. So, you know, the fact of the matter is, if I'm not mistaken, um, I, I can't remember who was always, and I think it was, I think actually, now that I think about it, I think it was Julius Peppers who was getting franchise tagged all the time in Carolina um, So um, before he actually was on the move to go to Chicago. Um, so, you know, the franchise tag is a good thing. Uh, for the player for one year, um, but if you're a player looking to get that multi-year deal in order to get paid, you know, upfront money, um, it's not the best thing to happen for you. Okay. Well, what what is a transition tag then? 
the transition tag, I don't know. Maybe Cuervo knows. Cuervo, you know? Cuervo does not know, guys. I have no clue what that is. <clears throat> okay, no so that was Smash of the Cleveland Browns. He's an offensive line that he graded out an A+. Plus. And and he's he has a transition tag on him, and I have no idea what that. I is he a rookie? Uh no. I'm I'm not necessarily. So. Well, well, here it is. You know, I just actually sat down in front of my computer and I threw it in. The transition tag is a tool used by National League National Football League teams to retra- retain unrestricted free agents. It guarantees the original club the right of refusal uh, to match any other players um, uh, it match any other players that from another team. So if another team um, gives him, you know says we'll give you this money, the, with them having the uh, transition tag, the team who has them has the first opportunity to at least match it and keep him. Okay. Well, thanks for all that information, Sonny. Right, you know, thanks, Wik- thank Wikipedia. I sure in the hell didn't know what it was. <laughs> how about how about Jared Allen, Cuervo? Jar- Jared Allen is a free agent right now. I mean, is he old? Is he washed up? Or, or do you think he has a couple of good years left? It. I would say probably. <clears throat> I'd say two more years, three, two or three more. Um, I think that's another guy that could go to Oakland because right now, I mean, Oakland, Everybody Oakland really has Oakland. <laughs> yeah. And the, Everybody and the whole free agent market there. Yeah. yeah. And the whole, it, might, it might help them. <laughs> and everybody there. Oh. And they'll draft Johnny Manziel. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. I don't think Jared Allen would go to Oakland. I think Jared Allen is a guy that – wants and needs respect. I mean, and, and I don't think he's, he's not the, he's not the guy that you, know, you got to respect me kind of thing, but Oakland doesn't do anything to show its players, never mind just one player, that they respect anything that they do. That meaning making right moves in order to make them successful. I don't think Jared Allen would go into the middle of that. I don't think he'd entertain a, a proposition from Oakland. I think he'd take less to play someplace else. But Jared Allen is one of those guys. As great as a motor as this guy has and as good as he's played for the last three or four years, guess what? A lot of teams are still going to be leery of him because he can he, he, he can become an injury problem, and that's just money thrown away. He's getting up there in age, so um, he's going to have to be very picky about what he's going to get because I think he might have a number in mind, and I don't think that any team is going to be willing to pay it. I got a thing for you guys. What's that? And I don't want it to happen, but I think he, he might stay in the division and uh, go up Go up to Cheeseland and be a cheesehead. That's what I'm hearing. Wow, cheesehead. Well, why not? Yeah. I mean, that, that'd be a way to bitch slap 
the, the Vikings because look what they have done as an organization. When Cuervo joined our club back in 2010, it was the hiring of Leslie Frazier, and I said it was the worst move for the franchise. Forget the team because that was just going to happen. But for the franchise, the, the, the Vikings have lost a lot of their respect amongst the NFL, and I think a lot of it had to do with Leslie Frazier. That guy was the softest hire ever. Uh, you know, outside outside Caldwell, and we all know how we feel about him. So, you know, or not Caldwell. Uh, the guy, the guy from Indianapolis, the, the offensive court, is it Caldwell Cuervo? Leslie Frazier. Yeah, he's in. De- yeah, he's in Detroit now. Jim Caldwell. Right. Yeah. Okay. It is him. So I was right. So he he's that guy. Him and Leslie Frazier are just the same guy, but with different frames. Isn't isn't Frazier staying in Minnesota, or did they fire him? I can't remember. No, no, Leslie Frazier is gone. Yeah, yeah they, they fired, fired him. him. I don't know who the replacement is. I haven't, I, you know, I haven't really sat down and watched that. I, you know, watch that. I usually, when they start getting into camp, is when I start finding out who the offensive coordinator. But I don't even know who they went out and got as a coach. I'll take a look at that while I'm sitting right here at the computer. Yeah, because I can't remember. I have no idea. Well, I think as soon as we say it, we'll know. It's Mike Zimmer. Oh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Zimmer, Zimmer yeah, I remember was Zimmer's uh, defensive coordinator, wasn't he? That's correct. Okay. I remember him off HBO that series watching him. Emerson Griffin, <laughs> a five-year deal, $42 million contract. Wow, that's huge. That, that's nice. big bucks. But yeah, there you nice go. Look at he's on the defensive side of the ball, right there. New head coach probably loves that whole uh, whole move. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a it's <laughs> it's not a terrible hire, as Harvin likes to say. However, um, great. You know, you know when you when you hire coaches though that are defensive minded, that's that's not what They're works in today's NFL. Yeah, it's not going to work. It's, you got to have Mike that Zimmer, offensive mind. Yeah, and 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 Minnesota doesn't have it. So right, I mean, it, it really makes you wonder if you're a Vikings fan, like what direction is this team going? If they go from one defensive coordinator who didn't work out or defensive minded guy to another one. Like, are we moving forward, or are we just bringing in fresh faces to get the fan base excited? Like, what's the message that we're sending to Vikings fans? Like, hey, we suck and we don't care, or like, what's the message? Well, look at the guy. I mean, he he was from Dallas. He didn't do jack crap in Dallas. He was in Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken, and I know he was with the Bengals. I know it was horrible. Um, and so I don't know where they even pick up. Where, I didn't even know this guy was on anybody's radar. I, I didn't even oh, know no. about him until – unbelievable. I, you want to talk a dumb hire, that's a dumb hire too. I mean, but then again, look at the Terrible. franchise. The franchise is a mess. The franchise is a mess, and it's going to take maybe one, quite possibly two coaches before they can get anything out of it. That's why they got to get rid of Adrian Peterson, because if Adrian Peterson is expecting to win while he's up there, that's not happening. Um, and that's another thing, you know. 
running backs are a dime a dozen. You're not going to see Adrian Peterson go off anymore. I think I think the days of Adrian Peterson for running for over 1,400 yards a season, I think those are going to be long gone. And he's going to go to a – if he stays there, he's got that opportunity. But if he goes to a different team – they're, most of the teams that are successful have a quarterback that's going to throw the football, and yep. they're not going to lean up on their running game. So it's going to be it's it, it, it's a double-edged sword when you're Adrian Peterson and the Vikings, and the Vikings are a mess as an organization. Now they're not the worst in the NFL, but they're not great. He needs to take a pay cut, Cuervo. He needs to take a square, uh, pay cut and go to Carolina and play with Cam Newton. Oh, Adrian Pete, yeah, that would be the dream, right? Yeah. That'd be the dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that's a team that works with the running back. Obviously, look at D'Angelo Williams and, and the other cat that they had back there. Um, it, along with Cam Newton, Dewey. that was successful. Yeah, Stewart, yeah, I mean, Stewart. Yep. Yeah, I thought, is Stewart a free agent this year? I, th- I thought he was a, an unrestricted free agent. He might be. I don't know. But well, they got, they got Michael so Johnson fun. in the in, at the Bengals, so that I thought that was a I thought that was a damn good move for them. As uh, no, Tampa, Tampa Bay picked them up. Tampa Bay picked them up, guys. Yeah, they yeah Tampa Bay picked it. I mean, I meant the Bucks let him go. They should have never let him go. And Tampa Bay is really loving that idea. And that might keep that might be you know good enough to keep Darrell Rivas there as well. Um, depending on how they're building that team down there in Tampa Bay. But uh, hey, they they're still a quarterback away. Um, you know, they, they got to do something serious. I'm sorry, they're going to live on this Glennon thing, and that guy's horrible. I mean, come on, you got to have something better. Yeah, but then again, they're going to live and die with this guy. He's got an arm. I would like to see him more, you know, more accurate downfield. But I, I just don't, I just don't like this Glennon guy as your guy as the Tampa Bay quarterback. It's, I just think it's horrible. <laughs> Hey, Tarver, I'm hearing move. a rumor of a terrible move. <laughs> yeah. I've got it. I've got. A, I've got a receiver for you. I've got a receiver for you in Carolina, Tarvin, that could replace Steve Smith. They're the guy from the Giants. Yes, sir. I don't want him. Neither has been. Terrible, terrible ride receiver, huh? What Steve, are you talking up. about, Steve? Steve Smith. I know they're trying to get rid of no. him, but who are they trying no. to replace him with? Yeah, so, so, somebody else. Five, five. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> no, the um, the the Sonny. To answer your question, um, the Giants are going to get rid of Hakeem Nix and oh, Carolina's geez. team. I'm hearing that uh, could go. It makes sense because where did he play his college ball? He went to North Carolina. So I think it's going to happen. I want Sammy Watkins, man. Screw everybody else. Give me Sammy. <laughs> you can still get him. You can still get him. I know. I want him. Man. I, I think I, the Or even Mike Evans. Give us Mike Evans. He's going to Detroit. I'm telling you right now, Detroit's going to take them. I'm going to tell you the guy the Panthers. I'm going to tell you the guys the Panthers should go after a wide receiver, but they won't get them. 
is Alshon Jeffries. Not to not to shoot you in the foot there, Cuervo, but I think I think Jeffries is the right guy. I mean, uh, the shot's guy, already been fired. He's what? The shot has already been fired. It's too late, Sonny. Once you said Alshon Jeffries, you pulled the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, that's I think that's the guy. I I mean, I I I'm I I'm I, hey, fantasy people, this is going to be a guy. Brandon Marshall, I think his numbers may go down next year. I think they're going to lean up on a little bit of our son Jeffries, just to throw that out there. Um, but man, I yeah. you know, if I'm the Panthers boy, I want a guy like at least, I don't I just don't know who to compare Jeffries to in the NFL. I think this guy this guy is a this guy is a dead ringer. For for Cam Newton to throw the football to. Totally. That's a good question. Who can you compare Alshon Jeffrey to? Yeah, I, 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 I'm I'm trying to figure it out. I I a guy that I mean he he's better than a possession uh, receiver and he's a better than the number two. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if it wasn't for Brandon Marshall on that team, that's got to be the number one wide receiver on this football team. I don't know. Maybe Larry Fitzgerald? Who? Maybe Larry Fitzgerald you could compare him to? Well, yeah, maybe just a younger one, yeah. If it, if because of it, I'll, t- I'll tell you, Fitzgerald, one of his big things, I mean, this guy's got long, lanky arms, or uh, long, lanky arms. Those are perfect. And, and that might be a good comparison because Jeffries has the same thing. Guy's got, the guy's got a wingspan. It's unbelievable. By the way, didn't he score like seven touchdowns and get over like, you know, 1,500 yards pass receiving last year, Austin Jeffries? That guy, that guy could be I, and in a good offense with Tim Newton throwing the football. My goodness. I think you have more touchdowns than that, but um, you better be ready to pony up if you're even going to entertain the idea of trading for Alshon. I, I, well, they get him for a little bit longer, don't they? I mean, reality, isn't he like a second-year dude? I mean, yeah, he's going, yeah, yeah, he's going, you're going into his third year, so yeah, he's okay. still on his rookie contract. Yeah, he's got one more year up underneath that rookie contract, and then, then, then look at Alshon Jeffries with the Panthers next year if the Bears won't sign him. Because here's the thing: I think Alshon Jeffries is going to demand a lot of bucks, and I don't. Hey, with the new regime that's up there in Chicago, you, you better be something good before they're going to spend you know a crazy amount of money over there. I tell you what, he's a home he's a home run receiver, guys. Yeah, he is. But you know what? You know what's going to happen. Before before the Bears think about getting rid of Jeffrey, they're gonna put Brandon Marshall on the trading block. I promise you that. I guarantee they would do it because Marshall is older, and you want to talk about a guy that's gonna want big bucks. It's Brandon Marshall. So before they put Jeffrey up on the market, they'll put they'll put Marshall up in a heartbeat. Well, they better get, they better get into a love affair before that happens. And I'm talking about Jay Cutler and Alshon Jeffries a little bit more than what, what's going on now. I, they, he needs to be a guy that he depends upon. But Jay Cutler has got a hard on for for Brandon Marshall. He he'll throw it to him in triple coverage. It's unbelievable. And that's why they would get rid of Marshall before Jeffrey. It would benefit the team in more ways than one, money wise. Quarterback-wise, in, in different ways, it would benefit the Bears. 
So I don't think Alshon's going anywhere, guys. He's he's staying here in Chicago, and I mean, I'm not gonna let him leave. So bottom yeah, line, you, you, you're gonna go there and move in. You're and smart move into his house. Yeah, <laughs> you are smart, Squareo. You you are very smart to to hold on to him. If they let go of him and keep Brandon Marshall, I will laugh my ass off for about a year. Yeah, but Eric Decker yeah. isn't he? Isn't Eric Decker uh, an available free agent this year? Yeah, I mean you yep. you talk about a team that's desperately needing to re-sign their free agent. Um, you know, with only maybe one to two more years with Peyton Manning, you need you need Eric Decker on that football team, and that's a big mistake if the Broncos don't go out there and grab this guy. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Eric Decker's gonna go play with Andrew Luck, guys. That's what's gonna I, happen to Decker. I've been I've been hearing that I've been hearing that rumor, and you know, and uh, if he's got an opportunity, I think he has to go. But if you're the Broncos, I mean, you don't – I mean, what, 13 touchdowns last year? You know, I mean, he was the guy. I mean, and now Peyton Manning's going to lose his guy? I, You know, it'll be interesting. I, you know, well, I think that – Demarius Thomas is his guy. It's not Eric Zucker. It's Demarius Thomas. That's the guy that – that, you're you know, right. It is him. I got him mixed up. You're you're right, Cuervo. I got him mixed up. You're absolutely right. Welker's his guy. No. And Welker, yeah, That's, Welker's his guy too. Honestly, I, this may blow your mind, but out of between, out of those two, I think you I think you should get rid of Welker before you get rid of Decker. That's my opinion. I just don't think I don't think Welker holds his value anymore like he used to. And he gets hurt. He, he's been hurt now, and he's a little older. And I just, he, he, you know, that's a guy that demands a lot of attention. So if, if I was Denver, I would, like you said, Sonny, keep Decker, do everything you can to keep him. Give her, give her to Welker. I mean, I, yeah. I, just don't, I just don't think, I just don't think, uh, not that he doesn't fit in Denver. I just think that, um, you know, you would benefit more from keeping a guy because Decker, Decker can beat you in in more ways than I think Welker can in reality. Well, and they can get Julian Edelman. He's a free agent. I mean, the Patriots aren't going to pay him. I mean, so if you're going to get rid of Welker, you might as well go get Julian Edelman. Yeah, but I mean, you know, that depends on the price tag too. And yep. I think it's, uh, all, it, it's all about the money. Here comes the money. It's just the way it, exactly. is, the way it works. I mean, and I with, Gold, with Golden Tate out there, it, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, this guy is so overrated. I mean, I, you, Golden Tate. Now, this guy had the opportunity to be the guy, but this guy's dropped the ball to this point, and they got a Super Bowl ring. Now his value goes up just – but it's unbelievable. Hey, guys, I have to take this call. This is my wife. She's on her way to Hawaii. I'll be right back, okay? Sounds good. All right, Sonny. Cuervo, I don't know how much you've talked to if you follow basketball, but you've been an NBA fan. Phil Jackson to the New York Knicks, man. What do you think about that? Is it a final – is it a done deal, or – are they, it's going to be. Rumor? It's going to be by the end of the week, man. It's, it's from good sources, reliable sources. This is a done deal. But I would buy it more if he was going to be the coach. But 
being the GM, something he's never done before, I don't know. This is kind of risky. He's going to be the GM. Seeing that, and that was the other question, too, is, yeah, he's going to be in the front office of the Knicks, but what's he going to do? Is he going to be the GM? Is he going to be the, be the VP? Is he going to be the team president? Like, what position is he going to hold? So is it going to be the GM spot? Is that is that what you're hearing? Well, I believe so, and... I'm not buying that really. I don't. I don't think they need that as much as they do. They need a coach. But Phil wouldn't go anywhere where he's going to put his little precious self in jeopardy. You know that. Yeah, and I and I think it's. I think it's good, and I really mean this. It's a. It's not a good hire because. Uh, terrible hire. Yeah, it's a terrible, terrible hire. Uh, <laughs> because I just don't think. He's going to be as as committed as a that he thinks he's going to be, or b that the Knicks are going to want him to be committed. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah, yeah. I he lives in California, think, Cuervo. I mean, he lives in California where it's sunny. Do you think he moves to New York and he he lives in New York, or do you think he's going to do this job from California? I think he's going to try and do it from California, Tarvin, and that, and I think that's where the problem's going to lie. <laughs> Is that you know? It's not it, it, the he, he's not going to be uh, not going to be enough hands-on um, you know work going on. So it, it's it's not easy to be the GM of a basketball team when you're not you know at the at the you know at the office. You know, oh, I'm in California. I'll fly in next week, and we'll talk about this trade or whatever. It's just not going to happen. What are you going to video conference everything do through you know through the phone? And I mean, that's not a way. That's not. You can't do business like that. I'm sorry. I mean, I just maybe I'm just thinking old fashioned, but I think you have to be wherever the business is at. And, and for the Knicks, I mean, he's going to have to move to New York if it's going to work. You can't make any changes and you can't get people to buy in when you're not there. You know, it's like I'm a manager, Cuervo. I have to be in the office to, you know, to hold people accountable, to let them know I'm there, and I think that's the same thing. You have to be a New York person, and Colin Coward said it best. New York people want you to be there with them and, and be miserable. The weather, the traffic, the cost of <laughs> living and, every, and everything, they want you there in New York. If you're over there in California living the dream, they're not going to buy into you, really. I don't think it's going to be accepted. No, it's not. You're, yeah, that's, I mean, that's even like here in Chicago. I mean, if, if, you know, if, let's say Michael Jordan was the owner of the Bulls, and, you know, but he lived in North Carolina, like, nah, dude, that's not going to work. You need to be here in Chicago. You know, running the running all the all the operations. So I mean, I just I just don't feel like it's going to be a it's not it's going to be bad business. Tarvin really is what it comes down to. You know, him living him being in California and you know trying to trying to do business out in you know with a, with a team in New York. It's, it's just bad business. It's not going to work. And is he going to hold on to Carmelo Anthony when he comes in? Do you think he doesn't um, like Carmelo? Try to get rid of it. Yeah, I mean that's that's been a that's been a big talk here in Chicago, really. I mean, 
as much as NFL free agency is, is, you know, starting to pick up and, you know, it started today, but that's the, that's like the big thing everyone's talking about here in Chicago is, is Carmelo, does he want to come here? Uh, does it help him win a championship? Does it help the Bulls win a championship? You know, all the, all of those questions come up and, and that's the big talk here in Chicago is, is what are the Bulls going to do going into next season? You know, Rose is supposed to come back. We'll see what happens. And, um, you know, and then you got, you got Joakim Noah, who's emerging into one of the better centers in the game. And, um, you know, just there, there, there are some good things, you know, coming together. Um, but, I mean, you know, the, the, the talk is still what's going to happen next year. Yeah. A lot to a lot to cover this week. We're gonna get into Cuervo. Anything in the NFL before we get out of here? Uh, NFL wise, oh man. I mean there's there's obviously a lot of things going on right now, but um you know, there's there's a lot there's gonna be a lot of more names within the next day or two as far as guys getting signed and, and there might be you know there might be a surprise here and there as far as uh, where guys are going to be going. And, you know, I, I would like to actually – hold on a second. I'm seeing something here. Tampa Bay has signed Alteron Werner from the Tennessee Titans. So that's the guy I wanted in Chicago, but it's not going to happen. So uh, Also, the Baltimore Ravens are the favorites to land Steve Smith once Carolina cuts him. So yeah, those are those wow. are two things going on. I wonder what Cam thinks about Steve Smith being cut like that because you know you watch Cam play. Steve was his his go-to guy. I mean, he's got tight ends and everything. But you think Brandon LaFell's ready to step up or something? Because this this could be risky because Carolina's starting to to gel a little bit defensively. They're playing great offensively. They started to get a little better. So. I don't know. I watched them play without Steve Smith, and I wasn't very impressed. Hopefully, they have somebody going to step up. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're going to they're going to find someone. You know, they're not going to go into the season with LaFell as their number one. They're going to either draft somebody, or they're going to sign someone, or they may even trade for someone. So, um, you know, if you're a Panthers fan like yourself, Tarvin, I mean, I don't think there's any reason to even think, even have the thought that LaFell is going to be your number one guy. I mean, think about it. Carolina is a contender. I mean, they made it to the divisional playoffs last year. I mean, if this was a 3-13 and team, then, yeah, I could, you know, I could see that happening. But, they're, you know, Carolina is a legit NFC threat. So, you know, right now the Panthers are primed to, to make a run, uh, and, I, and you can't do that with LaFell as your number one receiver. So they're, they're going to find someone. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Well, tomorrow night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, Cuervo, we're going to do our way in sports talk show, and we'll probably have a lot more information to cover as it comes out and, and more information. So make sure you join us tomorrow night if you can. I, I will, Tarvin. I will. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. We had fun. We went about an hour, and now I've got to get back to the husband duties and and do some things. But, man, it's been fun. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, buddy. Tell Sonny. Remind him if you can. Oh, we will do. we will do, Tyron. Have a good night. Take care. All right. You too, buddy.